0: Good morning. It's 9:30 on Friday, the 29th of May 2020. This is the end of our 10th week of broadcasting at Radio Blogging. This is our Holiday Club presented by Ian Rocky and Russell Prue. And today it's Fairy Tale Friday and we've got James Carter live. <laughs>
1: Hi, this is Ben Prater from BBC Radio Wiltshire and you're listening to Ian and Russell's Radio Blogging Holiday
2: Club.
3: Contact the show right now. Send a text to the studio 07624 802 272. Email us on radioblogging at gmail.com or drop us a contact request via the website radioblogging.net.
0: very good morning to the good professor how are you this morning sir Oh, I am well. I am bouncy. I
1: am ready to go this morning. Bouncy. Very I wasn't Friday expecting yet. bouncy. Well, describe bouncy. 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 Well, you know that I'm quite an energetic person Um, as a rule. You know, when I'm at school, I tend to bounce around the school a little bit like <laughs> Tigger. Uh, and in fact, I'm known in my family as Billy Whiz because I move so quickly. Billy Whiz. Um, so So, you know, yeah, there is a little bit of an element of bounce to my Friday today. What about yourself?
0: I thought that nickname was for something else. But now we're informed. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's brilliant news. Excellent. I'm good. We're in fine fettle, as someone famous once said, um, and we've got a cracking show for you today. Uh, We've kept this one under wraps. James Carter is with us live. We'll be taking questions from him from you, so a chance for you to pop your questions on the Padlet there. A really good show. Very exciting. Uh, Name That Noise is a carry-on from yesterday because you didn't get it, so let's start with that one. Right
3: on. (laughs) Name That Noise on Radio Blogging Holiday Club. Right on. name that noise on radio blogging holiday club
0: we'll take your guesses on the usual lines of communication you can write on the blog you can write on our contact page you can send me a text on our text number and you can drop us an email radio blogging at gmail.com we'd like to hear it's a little tough for you yesterday i'll play it a couple of more times in the show
1: if you get stuck so ian how do we usually start our shows We usually start our shows, Russell, with a game, and today is no exception. So today is Fairy Tale Friday. Uh, We've got some great stuff to do today throughout the show. It is absolutely jam-packed, and we're going to start with a game of fairy tale character tennis. Russell, let's play.
3: More fun and games with Ian and Russell.
1: You're up first. Thank you, so here we go, characters from fairy tales. Russell and I are going to bounce characters backwards and forwards. We're gonna try and think of characters from famous fairy tales. This is a game that you can play on your own. You can play it with a family member, so get your notebook ready, get your pen, your pencil ready for this, because this is just a little fun game that we can do using characters from well-known fairy tales. I'm going first, and I'm going with the gingerbread man.
0: Okay, now I'm wondering whether I could do a live sound effect. Uh, tennis there. So, uh nice. The elves it's live. So, it's not it's not going to be consistent, <laughs> let me tell you that as well.
1: So, uh the elves. Brilliant. Uh well, I have to go with the shoemaker.
0: Uh the magic pot, porridge
1: pot. <laughs> the three pigs. A gretel.
0: <laughs> I can't concentrate and do the noise at the same
1: time. Um, Hansel, Rapunzel, nice Sleeping Beauty, Rumble Stiltskin, The Three Bears. How am I doing on the sound effects? Very honestly, I'm. Tro- <laughs> it's like Wimbledon. Oh, it's, there, it's, it's not at all court. like Wimbledon. Court here. What on are they going to do with Bobby. the strawberries?
0: I hear straw. Price of strawberries are going to go down because there's so many strawberries. They aren't taking the strawberries anymore. Anyway, right back on the <laughs> back to story. The Three Bears to you advantage Goalies. advantage rocky <laughs> just don't ask for new balls for goodness sake <laughs> that was you right the goldilocks have i done that one goldilocks no. No.
1: Um, the giant uh jack uh jack's mother <laughs> <laughs> juice <laughs> excellent uh, the witch hansel and gretel Uh, Drop shot, Robin Hood. Oh, nice
0: one. Um, Little Red uh, Riding Hood. Uh, Overhead smash, The Little Red Hen. Oh, good man. Um, um, The Fox
1: Gingerbread Man. Down the Line and I Haven't Got One. Hey! Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Nice one. Oh, sorry about the sound effects there. I
0: hope it's okay. Rachel's listening. I hope the speakers are still on the wall after that. (laughs) Bless her. Uh,
1: Bless... So there we go. That is fairy tale character tennis, everybody. really, really fun game to play as you can imagine. And why not introduce your own sound effects? Uh, so you can play that on your own. you can play that with a friend, you can play it with a member of your family. really, really simple. Who is going? To, uh, to finish and, and get it first and introduce a bit of fun to it. Why not? That's what it's all about. Literacy is all about having fun and playing with words. Now, today is exciting. Not only have we got a reading in a minute from the fabulous James Carter, but he will be live on the show later on today. So um, you will notice on the show page, on today's show, I'm gonna give you the heads up with this now so that you can get prepared. Uh, Whilst you're listening to James in just a second, I'm gonna hand over to Russell, who's gonna explain a little bit more. Uh, Whilst you listen to James, there is the first Padlet Activity One on today's show page, Fairy Tale Friday. So if you go to the very top of the page, it will say Activity One, write your question for James Carter and respond to his reading. So not only, can you create a post-it by clicking on the pink cross, but also you can add a question for him to answer later. Now, you had some uh, some fun with James, didn't you? Using some real language. Uh, what was it you were doing, Russell?
0: Uh, He introduced me to the whole concept of senru poetry and it's really exciting and I love my conversations with James. It's like talking to a poetry guru and he is so stimulating and so brilliant. We are so lucky to have him and it's time to have a listen to This is James Carter. Details of how you can connect with him on Twitter. He's at James Carter Poet. It says what it does on the tin. He's stunning and we were so lucky to get him.
1: Hi, this is Ben Prater from BBC Radio Wiltshire, and you're listening to radioblogging.net.
4: Hello there, I'm James Carter. I'm a poet, guitarist, and non-fiction writer, and delighted to be talking about fairy tales with you today. So we're going to do something a bit different. I'm going to do fairy tales but within within the context of poems. We don't often put fairy tales into poems. What I tend to do is to convert them into these tiny little Japanese poems called senrus. And a senru is actually a haiku, which is not about nature. So if you write a little haiku poem that's about nature, it's a haiku. But if it's about humans and human stories, it's called a senru. Now, a haiku, as as some of you may well know, is a little three-line poem with 17 syllables. The first line has five syllables. The second line has seven. And the third line has five again. So that's three lines of five, seven Five. now Russell your name is Russell how many syllables in your name sir
0: I wasn't expecting questions but thank you so much so I'm counting okay. on my fingers now because that's how I do it so Russell two
4: yep how many in Russ one how many in radioblogging.net <laughs> I've got you there, haven't I? Uh, seven. Ray, let me just check for you, net, And this is what you often get as you're working in schools. Everybody's sat there at their tables all counting on <laughs> their fingers. And it's the way you do it, and it's the way that us poets do it. We sit there counting our fingers. So net is indeed seven. So I'm going to read... 10 little senry now, so 10 little poems, which are all little three-line poems, which are all fairy tales and they don't say what they are you have to guess what they are, so what I'm going to do I'm going to read it to you, Russell and then I'm going to leave a bit of a gap and then you can guess, and if you don't guess, maybe the punters out there can have a guess, so number one, enter if you dare three breakfasts, one broken chair, off to bed beware wow What, what do you think it is?
0: Brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
4: Three breakfasts, a broken chair, somebody going to bed, beware.
0: Love it. Do I have to guess? Do so I tell you? Oh, you yes. have to guess. Well, yeah. well, it's Goldilocks and the three bears, isn't it?
4: Yes, it is, it is. Okay. So, so number two, But please say as soon as you know. Number two, Acute bird calling, an urgent word of warning, the sky is falling. Nope, I'm lost with that one. Chicken licking. No, I'd have never got that. Ah. Uh, number three. What a bossy titch. Told us not to cross his bridge. This grass is delish. Ah. Uh, troll or a
0: giant, he timed a story.
4: Yeah, and it's called? Oh. Three Billy Goats grass. Oh. Number four. You ready? So no porky pies. This one's for pie, isn't it? So no porky pies, but plenty of huss and puss, plus a hot bot to boot.
0: Uh. It can only be. Um uh, huff and puff, blow the house down the type of thing.
4: Yep, 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 you're you, there, three little... uh, uh pigs. Yeah. <clears throat> Number five, here's my cunning plan. If I can't nab young Hoodie, I'll go grab her gran. Little Red. Riding Hood. You got it. Number six, hey babe, way up there. I found neither list nor stare. Please let down your hair. Uh Rapunzel. You got it. Since that evil spell, he's felt beastly none too well who rings that bell Ooh. french origin it's in two films beauty and the beast you got it what to do ignore that warty one or try kissy poo uh sleeping beauty princess and the frog oh gosh no
0: <laughs> well there's, there's kissing in lots of these aren't there i thought we the, a lot of the prince, prince charming bit
4: Unless the like, oh. boring princes turned up at the end it's all apparently a happy ending anyway penultimate one last but one seems like royalty picky eater light sleeper when upon a pea
0: princess and the pea
4: you got it finally the easy one she's poshed up in bling grooving with a future king slipper fits pitching cinderella You've got it. Okay. so what I'm going to ask the the good people at home and schools and homes and flats and houses and everywhere out into the world is to write their own fairy tale riddle as a little senro. So it's going to have three lines of five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. So I've gone back to Little Red Riding Hood and I've quickly written down a tiny bit of the story. You can't put the whole story in. You only want a little micro moment. Um, So what I've done, line one I've just the first thing I put into my head was granny is in bed. Have a count of the syllables. Granny is in bed. Five syllables. Number two, with seven syllables, comes a knocking on the door. Seven syllables. Last line, what a big surprise. So it's just the moment where the wolf turns up and obviously granny's in bed and and he surprises and all that. But at the moment, it's giving it away because in the first line, I put granny is in bed. So to make it a little bit more mysterious, you could go for line one, sleep in the bed. So you've got to sleep in the bed, comes a knocking on the door. What a big surprise. So what we really need to do is to think of a favorite fairy tale. This is a tiny little moment and to retell it in three separate lines of five, seven and five syllables. It can be a lot of fun.
0: It's absolutely brilliant. It's exactly why Pi stopped coming to me for the quizzes and <laughs> went to Ian as well. I have to say, I am hashtag hopeless. I have to say, I have never heard you did,
4: you, you're not reading fairy tales, you know, you you, you did really well. I, I wouldn't have got all those, I'm sure.
0: Well, that's working with the master, I have to say, and folks around me, some of the best authors on the planet. No, I have no, had no, the pleasure. No, so no, it's no, rubbing no. off on me. It is, it is your pleasure as well. I think I mean, it is. What well, I was going to say, just wait. so I've never heard of Sen Rouge. What's the history with I don't think anybody
4: has. Actually, actually, when I say the word senrus to teachers, they don't know about them. They certainly know about haikus because haikus are very common in key stage two classes in primary schools and key stage three and beyond in secondaries. But as senru, now I, I was talking to Satoshi Kitamura, who's a wonderful Japanese picture bookmaker, and I think I sent him a copy of some poems I'd written. I said, oh, here are some haikus. He said, no, these are not haikus. And I said, well, why not? And he said, because they're senrus. They're not about the natural world. I'll read you a haiku. So a haiku about to be something like tiger haiku. Through moonlit jungle, strolling, stalking, striking. Time to feast on flesh. So that's a haiku because it's about the natural world. But a senryu is exactly the same format of the 575, but it's about human beings. And often these poems are quite satirical or humorous or lightweight and funny. So a senryu is just the word that... The, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, because obviously I don't speak Japanese. But it's it's a humorous human version of a haiku. James, I hope that answers your question.
0: stunning. It so does. I love the fairy tale one. She's poshed up in bling. (laughs) grooving with the future king slipper fits kerching
4: am I I... allowed to say thank you thank you, uh, Russell can I just say something about rhyme and I know that rhyme is one of those things that that teachers and us poetry workshoppers get a bit twitchy about we say to children oh don't rhyme don't rhyme but I'm kind of like the opposite I'm not going to say do rhyme but what I would say is if you're going to rhyme be careful with it or otherwise you can edit something like I went to the beach, a nice peach, heard a seagull go screech. Whereas you're just using random words to fit in. there. The rule with, with rhyming is you have to make sure that all those words make sense. And it doesn't quite matter so much in a little, in a jokey haiku. But I say that rhyme is Nutella. Now, Nutella is the most wonderful thing on toast you wouldn't want it on a cheese omelet or or a pickled onion would you <laughs> so the point is what i'm trying to say is you don't want to use rhyme all the time i just used it myself because we naturally we naturally group together words with similar sounds like with alliteration and you'll notice in all this all the haikus the senrus i did earlier they all have alliteration as well i'm trying to make the language musical but if you just force the rhymes, it, it becomes more about the rhyme rather than the meaning. And obviously, the meaning in a poem is the most is the most important thing. So use the Nutella very sparingly if you can. <laughs> uh,
0: and in real time as well. It's very calorific. It, honestly, it'll it go is, straight like, to your hips, kids. Straight to your hips. Oh, gosh,
4: it, it will. <laughs> I love it.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on our, our very special radio blogging holiday club. James Carter, the poet. Thank you so much much for joining us
4: total pleasure and the best of luck with all your wonderful endeavors in the future take care
3: contact the show right now send a text to the studio 07624 802 272 email us on radioblogging at gmail.com or drop us a contact request via the website radioblogging.net
1: Yes, indeed you can. And please do. What a fabulous start to Friday that is. James, thank you. I know you're listening this morning. What an inspiration. And you have inspired children and young people already because I can see from the Padlet, underneath Activity 1, that children are starting to have a go at their own sen ruse. They are also responding to the uh, the reading that you have just done with Russell. That was good fun to listen to as well and a really lovely activity for teachers and educators to take back into classrooms and really play with language and, language and, and use with language. I really like that. That is such a great piece of uh, professional development for teachers as well. So there's something for everybody this morning, as we always hope there is with radio blogging, particularly the Radio Blogging Holiday Club, bringing that element of fun and bounce to your Friday morning. James is going to be with us live on air in the show later on this morning. I cannot wait. So this is what we need to be doing. We need to be going to today's show page. As a reminder, Activity 1 is filling up as we speak in front of my very eyes over there on my second screen. I know multitasking, don't ask and please don't tell anybody. So Activity 1 is write a question for James Carter to answer live on air and respond to his reading and then he will come on air later on in the show. He will look at the Padlet he will answer your questions just as we did the other day with SF and it's going to be such an amazing opportunity for your question to get answered by a just a fabulous author and poet so thank you so much this morning to James for sparing his time to join us whilst of course you get the opportunity to write and have some time to write you're going to need a little bit of music and we've got just the track, it's a track from yesteryear but it is the perfect radio blogging holiday club track, those of you of a certain age may well remember this one I certainly do, this is Hanson and Mbop
0: Not bad for a when you're ready. Thank you. For a couple of lads, not bad at all. Handsome. love that one.
1: Hi, this is Ben Prater from BBC Radio Wiltshire, and you're listening to
0: RadioBlogging.net. It's 6 minutes to 10 o'clock. You're with Ian and Russell. This is our last holiday show of the week. Hope you've enjoyed the series here. We're going out with a huge bang if not a little bit of tennis there as well. Uh, Good morning to Claire. Hello. We are loving coming up with the Senru poems. Adults and children alike. Thanks to James Carter but we don't agree that Nutella goes with everything. Quite right too. I don't think it does as well. It's really good. Rachel, lovely. Thanks for the photograph of the paddock. Filling up with loads of questions. We'll have those and more. Loads of guesses in for the mystery sound, which is really good, Mrs. Quantrill is enjoying her toast and coffee. Good morning to you. Good morning to Miss Wood, who is listening up in Scotland. Hello to you. Thank you so much, indeed. It's just lovely. You're so kind uh, with your reminder tweets that go out. Good morning, also to Sham K. Hello. Thank you so much, indeed. Hope you are enjoying the show. And I'm just looking lovely picture of you falling out of bed. I think feeling bouncy from Rachel. That's. I think that looks like a ladybird book. uh uh uh, image there is really good so uh some guesses coming in as well lots of you have got it correct uh correctly today so well done you have done very well i'll read your names out in just a little while as well some really funny comments there you are enjoying the show clearly and we are delighted of that Uh, also want to say hello to natalie whitehouse hello uh well worth a look i hope you're enjoying the show and i hope you enjoyed the look at the site ian what else is on the blog
1: Plenty. We've got lots going on this morning, Russell. It's lovely to see so many people getting involved on this interactive show on Friday, Fairy Tale Friday. The holiday club. Jessica, hi, please can I have a shout out for my sister Abby, Miss French, Mrs Nash, and Mr Wildman? You absolutely can. Don't forget you can email us radioblogging at gmail.com. Can teachers take part? Absolutely, please do. Anyone can take part. Get your pencil, get your paper, get your pad, join on in. As Russell says, there's lots of ideas. Russell's going to announce them later. Our good friend, Lorraine Harrison, who joined us, of course, on Tuesday. Really, we kicked the week off with Lorraine earlier in the week. Fabulous author. Uh, she's been in touch, picking up so many good ideas from this show. Thank you, James Carter, for this wonderful poem idea that I think I can accompany freeze frames of key moments from fairy stories. If only I could spell, Senku well, I know we were the same. We had to have a little pra- we had a pre- <laughs> pre-production meeting pre-production meeting spelling meeting check it exactly we yeah no, no problem at all um and also on the site don't forget you can leave a comment joseph can i have a shout out please you certainly can bet you all good morning can't wait for the last show of the week it's been an amazing change to my time in quarantine making my morning a happy one can i have a shout out that's a lovely message thank you so much Daniel would like a shout out for me and Marone or Maroon School. I'm not sure. I'll say both. Hopefully, I've got one of them right. Abigail. Hi, everyone. Hi, Abigail. How are you this morning? I hope you are well. Bethany is ready to rumble in the Kilgore household after sleeping in a tent in the garden. How cool is that? It's kind of a festival feel. Yes. I do know that um, today at BBC Radio Wiltshire and over the weekend, they are doing uh, a festival at home. So they're playing the tunes and people are creating their gardens into that festival feel so Bethany maybe you're doing something similar let us know we would love to know if that is the case or maybe I've just <laughs> made, that, made that up for you sounded good know.
0: may need to dig over the beds again in the morning but I know what they're saying I know what they're saying
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joseph has been in touch good morning Joseph lovely to hear from you also Shrisha as well really excited for, for fairy tale Friday as is Abby who would like a shout out for Miss Cutler, you so can. So many great posts going up Mm. on the Padlet for James this morning. So many, so many great questions. Uh, Bethany, can you guess the fairy tale? Seven little men in a cottage in the woods met a lovely girl. Bethany, that has got to be Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Well done, you. I love it. I love the fact you are getting involved. And also, some great questions there for James to answer. I'm going to continue approving them shortly so that when James comes live on air, ready to answer questions he can and there are lots to get involved with but not only that he is also getting involved on the padlet as we speak he is responding and replying to your questions and to your posts so get involved that is activity one but with the time at two minutes to ten we need to move on with our next activity uh which actually is one of our favorite games that we've been playing this week it is name that author oh you're
3: kidding me right on. name that author on Radio Blogging Holiday Club.
0: This shape shifters a sheer breath taker, a sure heart stopper.
3: Oh, you're kidding me! Right on! Name that author on Radio Blogging Holiday Club.
0: It's another short one, and we'd like your contributions on email, on text, on Twitter, or on the site if you would like as well. Name that author. It's not that hard um but i may play it again a little later in the day got any
1: ideas of that one uh yeah i think so i think i i I think i might have an idea i remember that one particularly well although Mm. you know we've done so many shows yes
0: yes and of course we we need the name and the title of that particular poem please yeah that may prove a little harder we need both of those pieces of information for you to win that particular activity so uh, what have you got what writing have you got already
1: uh, some great writing on there this morning um, some super some super stuff so we've uh, uh, we've got some lovely questions from Bethany also some some posts as well the one I just read is it hard to stick to the rules about the number of syllables how do you do it that's something I was that was Alice that's something I was thinking about actually whilst James was reading it and playing the game with you about the actual number of syllables um, and there's a certain amount of preparation involved as well in creating uh, a, a senru. So, so this is really interesting so now to to get ourselves finely tuned into fairy tales onto activity two if you go to the show page uh, today's show click on the link for today's show at the top scroll down drag down whichever device you are moving are working on uh, you'll see activity two is alternative fairy tales now that might just be an idea or it might actually be Uh, the title of an alternative fairy tale so I'm I'm actually going to join in this again a little bit of multitasking Uh, so I'm gonna type my name in the box so I've clicked on the pink circle I've just typed my name in the top of the box mr. rocky Uh, and then I'm gonna click underneath where it says write something so I've just clicked there uh, and I am going to type the name of my alternative uh, fairy tale so I am typing The elves and the farrier. Now, farrier, of course, works with horses. So who knows? The elves uh, may come and help a farrier to look after their horses or to do their job for them. I've just come up with that very quickly off the top of my head. Now, this is what I've done. I've read it out loud to make sure that it makes sense, which, of course, it has to do. I've also checked for punctuation. Yes, there is a capital letter at the beginning. Yes, there is a full stop at the end. I've spelt my name correctly. I've put the capital letters in my name where I need to put capital letters. So I think I'm happy with that as a suggestion. So what I'm going to do now is take my mouse, because I'm using a a manual mouse, taking it off the actual Post-it note, click on the background, and there it is. It is on the Padlet right now and of course because i'm the owner of that and i do the moderation mine will go straight to it so you can see what i've written the elves and the farrier that's my alternative fairy tale so what can you come up with is it an idea is it an actual storyline is it a plot or is it a title well i tell you what you've got a bit of time to think about this because oh have we got a track for you Mm -hmm. now festivals this summer of course are unlikely to take place but this is your chance to have a festival in your living room right now this track purposefully selected for our friday show so that we go out with something of a bang if you like your dance music uh if you like something you can get up and have a dance to once you've written your alternative fairy tale choice of course you are going to love this this is Safri Duo played alive?
0: And Rachel, we need number we need one o'clock on the volume <laughs> setting. And and your neighbours are gonna move out. Enjoy,
4: folks.
3: Hi, this is
1: Ben Prater from BBC Radio Wiltshire, and you're listening to radioblogging.net.
3: You're listening to All Request Sunday with Ian Rocky and Russell Pree.
1: It is a beautiful day here in the West Country, and I'm really looking forward to this. We've got a great show lined up. I had a text message that says, Big shout
0: out to Bethany and Toby, who heard about your Sunday show when they were radio blogging with
1: you and Pi last week. I remember them both very well. It's bringing people together. So, this is your opportunity to get in touch with us this afternoon and say hello to somebody that maybe you've not seen for some time.
0: This is radioblogging.net it certainly is and you can catch the fabulous ian rocky and myself if you can't you can't be uh a a moment without us. We are back with you Sunday, 3 o'clock here on RadioBlogging.net for more of that music, isn't it? We kind of play that kind of stuff.
1: and we, if... we do, yeah, we do. It's, Sundays is a great a great afternoon, a great hour, and if you like, you know, you love your music, you're love your, your, larking around in your banter, Sunday afternoon is the place to be, isn't it?
0: Turn it up loud and enjoy. It's not what you'd expect from a Sunday music show. It's more kind of a chill-down kind of, you know, bebop kind of... Fabulous music. Anyway, join us at three o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Claire says hello. What a tune! Part of my youth. Bless you. Uh, the children are mightily embarrassed by Mummy dancing around the kitchen. It happens to us all at some point in time. Just they have to get over it. They just have to get over it as well. Uh, Rachel asks, "Are you using a manual mouse?" That that's not you, Gerald, is it? No, he was using the. We're gonna have to get you a silent keyboard there. Honestly,
1: I like it. <laughs> I just- I, I don't, don't you think it adds a i think they heard you in australia
0: clicking those keys honestly <laughs> really <laughs> uh, mrs who has been in touch james carter was marvelous and i love the Senru poems so clever he is he is and great fun the class will love them uh, of course uh, i expect your uh, your people's aren't in for you at the moment so yes all of this don't forget is up on the website you can enjoy everything we have ever done for a listen again service on radioblogging.net it's all there have you got any other shout outs in
1: Yes, I have indeed Russell. Thank you so much. I've got a couple of shout outs here. Neve, this morning. Um cursed wheel for spinning sleeping for a century woken with a kiss well done you tilly i love your shows i think the noise is someone sawing wood it's not somebody sawing wood actually uh, thank you though for getting in touch also bethany good morning to you some amazing ideas coming up on the uh, the alternative uh, fairy tales uh, padlet here alice uh, goldilocks and the three tigers or the elves and the ppe maker mean how cool is that the elves and the ppe maker well done alice that is that is very very clever indeed i like this one from abigail puss in platform shoes (laughs) i think that's just brilliant and very very clever the three bears and the giant the magic barbecue i've just approved from ida i love that Uh, that's such clever clever ideas and this is where Listeners, you are showing your your absolute intelligence and your development in the way. You've taken literacy and run with it. There are no boundaries. There are absolutely no limits. So please do have fun with this because that's what it's all about. That is what we are here for of course you can still email us radio at gmail.com so thank you please do indeed we would love to hear from you this morning catherine has been in touch um with ida as well this morning thank you for getting in touch with the show so many people getting in touch we really do enjoy hearing from you now we need to move on because of course very soon We are going to welcome the fabulous James Carter onto the show to answer your questions, your questions from the Padlet that we were working on earlier in the show today. Now, of course, today is Fairy Tale Friday. So um, our extension activity that we are going to be taking away and working on for the rest of today is all about fairy tales. And of course, to set us up, we have got the brilliant Pi Corbett, who
2: has written Pi's paragraph. Here it is once upon a time uh, i mean i was so lucky Uh, my dad um his dad was irish and he um granddad he used to tell um once upon a time stories and so my dad told us stories and he used to tell us uh, the first half of the story on the way to school and then the second half of the story on the way back, so we'd come out of school and we'd all be, you know, really looking forward to meeting Dad. I mean, getting this the the second part of the story. He had a couple of useless detectives uh, who fought against an enemy called Moriarty, and one of the de- detectives was go- called Bracegirdle Bathwater, and he was pretty useless, Bracegirdle Bathwater. So it was all great fun, and we were very lucky. Uh, we were read to a lot, and we had nursery rhymes and. Mum and dad used to read to us, and dad would make lots of stories up. Now, the story that I'm going to share with you today is a story that lots and lots of storytellers know. My version is called The King of the Fishes, but I've also uh, had The King of the Unicorns, The King of the Eagles. Um, There are various different variations, but it's a lovely one to do. So it's a once upon a time story, and this is the way that I tell it. The King of the Fishes. Once, not twice, but once upon a time there was a fisherman who was so poor that in the winter the snow blew through the roof of his cottage, for there were tiles missing. Now early one morning the largest fish he had ever seen swam into his net, and he knew that such a fish would sell well. But when he saw how beautiful it was, he could not bring himself to kill such a wonderful creature And as he lowered it into the sea and set it free, it turned and spoke, I am the king of the fishes. For saving my life, I grant you one wish. Come back at midnight and tell me your heart's desire. And with that, the fish leapt into the air like a silvery rainbow and dived deep. Well, the fisherman, he made his way home, and he paced up and down, up and down, up and down, for he did not wish to waste his one chance. Now, first, he asked his mother, 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 if you had but one wish, what would you ask for? I would wish for wealth, my son, so that we might be warm in winter and have food in our bellies. Of course, She was right. Wealth made good sense. They needed some gold coins. Now next he asked his old father. Father, father, if you had but one wish, what would you ask for? Ah, my son, I would wish for eyesight. I have been blind these past ten years. Oh, if I could see again, I would... Come to the beach and help you mend the nets." And of course, he was right. The chance to give his father back his sight should not be missed. But then what was the point of eyesight if you did not have enough money to keep warm? So finally he asked his wife, 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 if you had but one wish, what would you ask for? My dear, I would wish for a child to bring light into our lives. And, of course, she was right, with no child who would help them when they were old. Now the fisherman could not decide between the three wishes. When the moon was high, he made his way back to the sea, stood on a rock and waited. And then the great fish broke the surface. What is your wish, my friend? And as he stood there beneath the night sky, where the stars freckled the dark, the fisherman had an idea. It started out as a seed of an idea, but soon it blossomed and grew. So he called out, I wish for my father to see our son laid in a cradle made of gold. Wise wish, called the fish, as it dived like a silver rainbow back into the sea. And the fisherman made his way home. And as he approached the cottage, he heard one sound that he had never heard coming from their little cottage. And it was the sound of a baby crying.
0: Loved it. Absolutely loved it. How important are the voices to you? I know our audience absolutely love your voices and they comment on a regular basis by
2: how important are the voices to you? Well, I think the voices matter because they bring their characters alive The only difficulty, of course, is if you've got lots of characters and you give them all different voices and you've got to remember whose voice is whose. But um, it it is part of, I think, it's part of bringing the story alive. You're sort of through reading it. It's rather like acting it out. Um, And the reader has to really concentrate and see what you're saying inside their minds. And I think as soon as you start saying, um, oh, my son, I would wish for wealth, I think you imagine you start to imagine a little old lady it just adds to it it is a performance it is a form of drama that we're doing uh, when we read aloud and and we have people listening so to me yes really important i got that for my dad he was great at voices
0: Pi, absolutely brilliant thanks again
1: thank you russell
3: welcome to radio blogging holiday club with ian rocky and russell prue
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much indeed, Pi. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. And if you go to activity three on the show page for the rest of today, you can actually write your post. You can uh, write your own fairy tale, your own idea. Now, at uh, 16 minutes past 10, it gives me enormous pleasure to welcome the fabulous James Carter to the show. James, good morning to you.
4: And a very good morning to you, and thank you for the lovely introduction.
1: Oh, absolute pleasure. It's, it's a great so show,
4: fun. by the way. I'm really enjoying it and delighted to be on it. Thank
1: you. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure. It really is a pleasure and a privilege, James, to, to oh. have
4: you. No, You're no, going to really. get me blubbing all, live on that <laughs> <laughs> now. <Well, laughs> I, you I blub easily.
1: <laughs> it, it's so important that, that children are able to connect and have the opportunity to connect with poets such as yourself. We Completely. loved the Sun Ruse earlier.
4: Thank you. They're lovely little things. I didn't invent them. I'm sure I found them. I found about out about Senruth from Satoshi, Satoshi Kitamura that they called that, but I'm sure that I saw them in something and I thought, oh, I'll have a go at that. And that's what writers do. We're all magpies, as Pi likes to tell us. We borrow things, we steal things, but you have to make them your own. You've got to do your own thing, you know. But all writers do that. We find things and we take them. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to these questions. So please fire away.
1: Thank you so much. So and following on from that beautifully, Ida has posted a question. When did you decide you were going to go with the idea of writing Senrus?
4: Well, um, probably about 15 years ago, I just um, I'd already been writing fairy tale raps. Um, I'd I done a Goldilocks rap. Everybody in the world listen to me and hear my tale of the three bears three and the fussiest girl you ever did see who went by the name of Little Miss G. Now that's great. It's a performance piece. But what I like about these little Senrus, they're good to put in books and they're good and they're lovely as riddles. So probably about 15 years ago and I wrote one and then I thought, oh, I like that. I'm going to try another. And then I, I read them out in, in assemblies in schools and children like guessing what they are. And it's great fun doing them, I guess
1: and um, we've had the absolute pleasure of having you in our school so we have benefited from your wonderful not only from your poetry you are so also, kind from your performance no really you inspired us and actually as a as a school we absolutely loved um, having you I mean Emily's asking actually did you always want to be a poet James? no
4: no no I think I didn't know what I wanted to be as a child I, I just thought that, that adulthood looked sounded very scary I thought I don't know what I want to do but I got into music very early. I've always been a reader, but I didn't know that I could be a writer because nobody ever told young children back in the 60s you could be a writer. So I had this thing in the back of my mind that maybe I'd like to do something with music. But I left school and I worked in offices, but I played in lots of bands and did lots of gigs and things. And it wasn't until I went to university, trained to be a primary teacher, that people said, oh, write as a hiker, write as a fairy and I said, oh. This is what I really want to do. And I started writing fairy tales originally, but they didn't get published. I was writing for about five years. Then suddenly I started writing poetry and bam, I got published. So uh aha. And I felt a real freedom with poetry. I love the fact that they're playful and thoughtful and philosophical. And I I could be myself in poetry far more than in fiction. And I like nonfiction myself. And poetry for me is great at expressing real things in the world.
1: It so is. You're absolutely right. And in fact, Nina asks, um, is it hard to always rhyme when you're making a poem? Do you find rhyme hard to include?
4: Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Even though I've been writing songs and poems for 45 years, sometimes my wife will go lazy rhyme. I go, oh, no, I should be good. You know, I think I should be good at this after 40. But it's still hard. And you want you don't want something like I went to the beach I ate a nice peach, a seagull won't screech, which is what I call lazy rhymes, which are the things you come up with automatically. And I said on my little spiel earlier that rhyme is like Nutella. Now, Nutella is brilliant, but you don't want to have it all the time. You don't want it in a cheese omelette. So my feeling is that rhyme is, is good, but you don't have to use it. The trouble is that children automatically think of rhyme when they hear the word poem. But poetry is a very, very big church there. It's a big place and lots of different things. But my favourite thing to write actually is not rhyming poetry, but free verse. I love writing little memory poems um, in free verse. But I often find that rhymes slip in and sometimes I have to just cut them out and say, no, you're not coming into this poem. You don't belong here. But that Nutella keeps wanting to come out of the cupboard, but I'm not going to let it all the time.
1: You're not going to let it in. I'm really, not going to really...
4: put it on that omelette, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: interesting. Really, really interesting. This fascinating. What a lovely opportunity this is. Um, Jamie says, you. your poems are terrific and you read with oh. lots of expression. Is there Thank any you. word you would not put in a poem? Are there any kind of subjects that are off limits for you as well, a poet?
4: Well, well, I don't know. Well, well I suppose, oh, God. Um, I think generally speaking with language, it's, um, I try to keep it really simple. Um, I don't want to alienate. I don't want to put people off by using long, fancy words. When I used to work at a Red- at university, Reading University, I was forever using long words. But as soon as I started writing poems, I thought, no, I'm writing for children. And they don't want to hear long words. They might not understand all these words. And I don't want them grabbing a dictionary or going, I don't want to read that. I want a poem to be as simple and direct and as accessible as possible. So nobody has to think, what does that mean? I want anybody to be able to read it. So I try and keep the words as simple as possible. Just occasionally, I might put in the odd long word, but I'm thinking, oh, I'll allow myself that little word there maybe. So that's my general rule, keep it simple so that anyone, literally anyone can understand it.
1: It's a really lovely approach that, because you're you're, you're making it absolutely accessible to to everybody.
4: And I think that's what puts a lot of adults off, is that a lot of British adult poetry uses a lot of fancy words and, it, in, and says it in fancy ways. And everything's all metaphorical and, and a, bit, a bit la-dee-da, as I call it. And that's why I read a lot of American poetry, because a lot of American poetry is more about storytelling, people telling their own stories in simple ways. And I've learned a lot from Amer- probably more from American poets, cause, because they tell it simply.
1: Mm it was simple as best I mean Russell and it's I we've our mantra James it's our mantra for the for, for, <laughs> for the video and totally totally agree so I mean Amie says are you inspired by other authors and poets and how many times oh, yeah. you do, how many times do you read your writing before you're happy with well, it
4: I generally have a rule, if I haven't worked on a poem, even a tiny little, tiny little short poem, for three months, I'm not doing my job properly. I know that some poets are happy to put stuff out on Twitter and things the moment they've written it, but. If I ever do that, I go back and go, oh, no, that bit that, there's not good enough. And the best editor, and I've, I've had some brilliant editors, and so I have some brilliant editors now, but I know that the best editor of them all is something called time. So when you write something, you're often really high and excited, I go, wow, this is brilliant. And then you look back and go, oh, it's okay. And that's when you get your pencil out and you start squirming around and moving it and just chucking it out the window if you're frustrated with it. Um and, and just trying to get it as simple and and as accessible as you can. and that takes time. So about three months
1: on wow. average
4: <laughs> wow. well, but, 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 <laughs> I'm very but, fussy, I want it to be good if I'm going to put it out in the world. it's got to be the best it can be.
1: and And that is a common thread, actually, and such great advice for young writers, you know, to look yeah, at the what you've written. Mm, Yeah, Yeah,
4: I often get young writers going, do you like this? Is it good? And I go, yeah, a little tweak there. They go, no, no. I never use the word drafting because drafting sounds really boring. I say tweaking. Just have a little bit there. And sometimes a child will write a rhyming poem, but I know that if they took a couple of rhymes off, it would be even better. And I'm such a meanie. I'll say, look, Sophie, take those rhymes off and it might sound like this. And quite often Sophie will go, oh, wow that's even better and i go yeah because you're not forcing the rhyme you're just making it what it wants to be and suddenly the whole universe is open to you if if you're rhyming you're going down a very narrow path and i go down that narrow path but i've been doing it for 45 (laughs) years but even now i i do like my non-rhyming poems i love the, the freedom and openness that you can have from not rhyming
1: Brilliant. That's lovely. And, and here's a, actually a really interesting question to kind of get to get into your sort of process, if you like. Betul says, yeah. what do you find the most? Uh, where, how do you find the most easiest to come up with ideas? Do you sit on a chair by the window or close your eyes? <laughs> or have you got a special way you come up with ideas?
4: No, not, not at all. There's no system to it. Sometimes um, I'm, I I remember once I was putting the bins out and Pie corbit drove past going to the station literally i can be putting the bins out and so i go oh yeah and sometimes it's not necessarily an idea it could be a bit of a poem which i'm stuck on and it's repeating in my head like thoughts do and i go oh that's a better word i like the word ah put the alliteration there but quite often it comes not when I'm in front of the screen it comes when I'm putting the bins out I'm sorting out the cat litter cleaning out the shed or catching a train often it happens in the most annoying moment like you're going to sleep and thinking oh no this is a really good and you have to get up and put it on your notes and your phone or whatever but you've got to write it down because you don't know what's going to be your what's going to be a good idea or not you just got to make a note of everything and then just work on it until you realize which are the best ones and sometimes you, you'd be working on something and i thinking, I like this idea, but this version of the poem isn't working. So I put it to one side and then I come back to it. But literally, ideas can come any time at all. And I wasn't very good at writing at school because I wasn't very good at being told to write there and then. I would quite often look out the window for, for ages. James, why are you looking out the window? I'm looking for an idea. Get on with your writing. I need to look out the window. The tree's wobbling and quite often you need to you need to go away from where you are in your head to go and retrieve something and the longer you take the better
1: wow and, and when you were yeah so so when you were younger what kind of books sachi says what kind of books did you like to read what was your Enjoy. book
4: of choice well i re- i actually this sounds a bit weird but as a child i like pictures and i like my comics and i like my tintins i love the beano and the dandy and wizard and chips and um, and, and so anything, and, and Tintin, oh, the Black Island and the Crab with the Golden Claws. And then suddenly at 13, I went off to boarding school and I thought, oh, I can't take my Tintin there. So I started reading, suddenly went from reading the comics and Tintin to reading big, thick, chunky novels like H.G. Wells' The Time Machine and The War of the Worlds and George Orwell's 1984. But I, equi- I, just, I love those just as much. I do love novels, but for me, it's non-fiction and poetry. Stories are great things. Made-up stories are wonderful. But for me, the world is full of great real stories. And, and I guess what I'm trying to do is to look at the world and go, look at that. Oh, no. But look at it like this. And then wrapping words around that and trying to turn it into a little poem.
1: Well, it's really interesting. Thank you for that. You know, that's a wonderful answer. It's really interesting because has just put a question on it. It says, what is the role of observation in poetry writing?
4: Gosh, it depends you. Of observation, I suppose I'm forever. My The back of my mind is forever observing the world and and i'm not not those people that said i'm always a poet i'm looking for ideas i'm i'm not like that i'm mainly just a human being living my life but occasionally i'll go oh look at that tree look at the branch the way it looks like a an old man's gnarly hand and i do like and and talking about observation i do love my imagery i want a reader to be able to see because i'm not an illustrator and i can't do a really scruffy doodle next to my poem. i don't think the publishers would have that but i do love imagery i love putting in just you know putting a little detail there so you can see the character you can see the thing that you're writing about i do like to have a, something so that's one of the things i do go back into when i go back into a poem i look for alliteration i look for extra music but i do look for something that I can that I can see there. It gives something to the reader so they can see it as well, rather than go, Hmm, I don't know I don't know what this looks like. So just put in a colour or a texture or something. It's like a little painting, but just a tiny little brush stroke. Oh, I, I hope I've
1: answered your question. Okay, you have, there. and and just before you go, and this is something which you know, is such a you're such an inspirational man, James, and it's such an absolute delight yeah, to I to listen you are, to. You. But thank you. Um, and what would what advice would you give young writers, y- young poets? You know, sort of starting out in their journey to, yep. to you know to in order to to get to the sort of level of success that you've got to, and with oh, your wonderful you. language.
4: <laughs> I'm just doing my job. Um. I think, I know this, that maybe people don't always want to hear this, but it, that the reading, the reading, the reading is so important. It's a bit like saying to an athlete, an athlete, saying, Oh, I don't like food, but I like running. But if you don't have the food, you're not going to be able to do the running. And so, you know, books are my food. I read all the time. I read newspapers, magazines, poetry, nonfiction, fiction. And that. Doesn't always necessarily directly inspire me, but it fills my work, my mind with with words, and words are my stock in trade. I absolutely adore words, and that is why I'm a poet. What was the question again? I wanted to say something else.
1: Uh, it was what would you? What r- advice would
4: oh, you the give? advice. Yeah. yeah. So, so the advice would be: write for yourself. Don't write to please other people. Obviously, eventually, you want to be published. But don't think about other people commenting on it. Don't show it to a parent and go, is this any good? Don't show it to a teacher or don't show it to me. Write something first and foremost to entertain yourself and do a little bit every day and that doesn't mean to say that you're physically writing writing into a notebook or onto onto your laptop or whatever but you're just thinking about your writing like when you put the bins out or whatever keep, keep thinking about things in your head and slowly evolve them and it could be that you write for, for months and months nothing that you want to show anybody and make it personal if you want R- write things that you feel about and think and ways that you see the world the things that scare you or frighten you or, or immune you I as a child I used to write these little things that I used to find really funny I'm sure nobody else did but I used to have a real hoot doing this so just writing for yourself and then eventually you might go mm, that's a good one there. I'm going to show it to somebody and and see what they think but be open to criticism somebody might go this is fantastic not sure about the ending and you go oh okay I'll show it to somebody else and if they say if they say the same thing, right? Okay, I need to work on the ending. It's always good to take advice. You're not the expert of the. If you're a writer writing for somebody else, you've got to listen to what the reader says because they are like your editor. So if they're not happy with your ending or your title, you might need to give it a little bit of a tweak. How good luck. Write, writing's a wonderful thing to do, but don't always do it to please other people. Do it to please yourself, and then keep writing until you write something thinking, "Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, this is special."
1: How that! What a special, special conversation this has been, James. Mm-hmm ian wow.
4: you're a wonderful human being
1: i cannot thank you enough <laughs> russie he's <laughs> good isn't he uh james oh,
4: thank you he's out in Rusty, his he's, he's in too. his
1: car oh god don't
0: stop don't stop he, he's sitting in my car <laughs> he's in his car in listeners
4: the <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's the best place for mobile phone reception we're yeah. on his mobile phone in the drive in a car yeah, in the drive <laughs> yeah
4: yeah i'm not driving to durham by the way I'm no just, the car's not moving oh no, perfectly okay to do that
0: how's your eyesight <laughs>
4: Well, i'm having to put on my i've got some very cheap 199 glasses held together with with sellotape and glue i'm okay bless
0: you bless you uh james loved you absolutely loved you and we'll continue to love you thank you so you much too. for being on our show today we've bless absolutely you. loved it keep up
4: the brilliant work the world loves your show
0: oh bless you thanks so much indeed we'll give your twitter details out in just a moment james carter ladies so and much. gentlemen thank
4: you everybody <laughs> absolutely
0: brilliant there we're so lucky to have him thank you so much indeed james for joining us uh really good if you want to follow him on twitter he's at james carter poet it's so simple on there name that noise and name that author competition entries and uh announcements coming now Right on.
3: name that noise on radio blogging holiday club
0: And if you said digging a hole with a spade, you got that absolutely spot on. Loads and loads of you. It has to be a draw because all of the right answers came in at once there, Ian. They just went whoosh in. So uh, I can't easily say that uh, people, uh, an individual got that right. Rachel guessed. So did uh, Bethany and Toby. Uh, Loads and loads and loads of you. You've probably got some guesses there as well. So congratulations on that as well. Here's the author one more time.
3: Oh, you're kidding me. Right Name that author on radio blogging holiday club
2: hello everyone i'm i'm robert mcfarlane and i am a writer and i wrote a book that you might possibly have have met at school or in your home called the lost words a spell book otter spell
3: oh you're kidding me right off name that author on radio blogging holiday club
0: And just ahead of the curve, as usual, Bethany and Toby, congratulations, well done. (laughs) But again, lots and lots, if you guessed that correctly, well done, congratulations. I hope you've had a cracking, a cracking uh, week with us. We've enjoyed ourselves, haven't we?
1: Oh, you know, it's been an absolute blast. Loved it, loved oh. it, and really enjoyed um talking to, to James today. What a lovely man he is, with such stunning advice, wonderful poet. And and I think my takeaway from today, Russell, is the fact that James um, you know formulates these wonderful pieces of writing when he puts the bins out. I mean that, that is a real look into a poet's life, isn't it? How fabulous is that and really lovely to talk to him. Such a brilliant poet and he has been into to my school as well and, and he worked with the children and they just adored him and he is such a great a great poet it's been a great week thoroughly enjoyed it and we've got some great uh, some really lovely ideas also uh, coming on the padlet for the alternative uh, the alternative fairy tales the lion the witch and the pea the wizard of frog we've got we've got the beautiful duckling uh we've got uh, a slumbering royalty we've got the lion and the mouse we, we've got all sorts of things it's going to stay there this whole show is going to be packaged up once we've gone off air in a few moments time So do please listen again. Also tell your friends to listen again. You can come back. You can take part. You can keep adding questions. And of course, don't forget as well to write your paragraph about uh, fairy tales on the blog post at the bottom of the page, which is activity three and of course, please do have a go at your own Sen roux. listen again to James listen again to Russell talking about that listen to the ideas that were put in that interview wonderful wonderful stuff and you can then formulate your own and put your own out there because as James says it's all about writing for yourself it's all about creating what you're happy with and what you enjoy so please do have a go at it Russell it's been a lovely week thank you so much just
0: brilliant and in James Carter's names words are my food. I hope we have filled you to the brim and satisfied your hunger, bloggers. Thank you so much for being uh, with Ian and Russell. We're back on Sunday at three o'clock for another blast and a half. I so hope uh, that you enjoyed that as well. Uh, I think I've got all my shout-outs there. Jane Hunter, just want to say hello to you. Thank you. Neve has listened every day and loved it. Great one to say. She's wishing everyone a lovely weekend. How kind is that? You are all so kind, and you've been so generous and so lovely to us. Thank Mm. you so much indeed. The regular team are Back in full force of the fabula Cressida Cowell. She's stunning. A brilliant reading from her on Monday at 9.30. Until then, uh, enjoy the site. Everything is up there over the weekend. You can continue writing as well. If you've enjoyed the show, listeners, please, if you can, make a small donation or large one, if you'd like, to our GoFundMe page. We are still, as we go into week 11, still waiting for that magical tweet from Her Majesty's Government or perhaps inclusion on their list learning website. We've still filled the format still not managed to do that obviously we need the word academy in our radio blogging name to make that possible and that's a great shame because lots of you are telling us you're enjoying us very much my call yesterday for heads to contact me thank you so much indeed a few of you got in contact i'd love to hear more if you're a language lead in your school and you have access to your head teacher ask them just to drop me a line i just have a few questions about what we can do to be more useful to you as you start to reoccupy your school you're going to have uh, children who will probably feel a little bit more responsible uh, for at home we can help you with that and we can connect them to you with a live blogging experience and maybe I'd like to just check some ideas and some thoughts with you Uh, there's no obligation it's just a friendly conversation on email and that's all private and confidential and it would help us tremendously so if you're a head teacher or know a head that's prepared to just give me a, a couple of moments on email I'd be very grateful drop me an email radioblogging at gmail and just put Russell in the title or the subject line, whatever it is, and I will pick that message up myself. Until Sunday at three o'clock, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Thanks a lot, everyone. Take care. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye> bye now. <laughs> bye bye.